addicted to which we rich. Off the rip, off the rip. I gamble on my life, I'm cashing in my trips. I put a 30 or a 50 in a clip. So that's a dick or a titty on that bitch. Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Rip with your co-host Mike and D. Well, we're back again bringing you guys another October themed episode or just a fright night fucking theme. Anyway, uh hopefully you guys had a great weekend, great time, enjoyed yourself. Uh we're back again giving you guys another episode here on this fine Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon whenever you guys are listening to this, but uh yeah, I appreciate y'all. Go ahead and follow the podcast Instagram and uh without further ado, here's Mike. What's up everybody? Back for another day, another pod. Every Tuesday, we're back at this shit. Like D said, you know, we're still kind of in that October vibe. You know, I talked to my sister yesterday. She said she really liked the last podcast. She liked the whole scary aesthetic to it. So we're going to kind of keep it more Halloween themed. It's not going to go too, like, paranormal or scary again. It's going to be its own kind of separate entity. But that's going to be the main bulk of the pod for today. Uh, you know, before we get into that, there's always some new sh- bullshit happening in the world that I want to address. Uh, this one's actually kind of big, bro. Uh, did you see like those terrorist attacks in Israel? Like how Israel's like basically in war right now? They yeah, they attacked. By, they like, declared war on these fuckers. Yeah, like is Israel? Um, they're like not part of NATO, but they're like a non-NATO ally or something, right? I'll look it up right now. Israel, NATO. I don't uh, think they're part of NATO, but they're they're very no, closely they're close like to it. allied yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. I know. I saw Joe Biden said like he's willing to offer support like whenever so hopefully we don't get involved in this shit because i don't want a world war man but apparently this is actually really on like thin ice oh yeah dude this like this war is actually very very important but there's been no media coverage of it at all i wonder why that is why do you think that is i've only seen it the, the first time i saw it was on tiktok now today i saw a post from rap finally post about it but i didn't see about about it until yesterday because of tiktok you know what i mean Damn. I okay. So this is the where I saw it. I saw it on We Are Rear Bart. I don't know. I follow these guys on Instagram. But anyway, they're kind of like they're kind of just fucking crazy. They they just always have like uh, news that's like basically against Joe Biden. I would say they're like right leaning for sure. But they honestly kind of show some stuff like this that you would never see anywhere. So uh, anyway, there it was talking about how we actually gave. Uh, Iran, like six mil, six billion dollars, before this war started. For what? To supplies. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see. It actually shows. It actually says something right here. Oh, it's like how Biden helped fund Hamal, Hamas, Hamas. I don't even know how the fuck. Hamas. To say this. Whatever the fuck his name is. Allies before unprecedented Israel attack. Uh, entities known to main friendly ties with Palestine. Oh, entities known to maintain friendly ties uh, to the Palestine terrorist organization Hamas from the Iranian Islam Islamist regime to Venezuelan socialist dictator Nicolas Maduro have enjoyed years of financial benefits from ease sanctions under left president J- Joe Biden. Benefits uh, meriting closer scrutiny in light of the unprecedented wave of terrorism striking Israel on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, Israel authorities estimate over 300 people have died. In Did you see they're flying uh, in from like land, sea, and air, bro? They're just paragliding into there and fucking killing people. Holy shit! I did not them. see that. It's like a, it's a war, bro. They're like they're invading the goddamn land and killing people. Damn, bro. Do they have? Do you have a video? 
I want to see a fucking video of these. I do have video. I can show you at the end. Yeah, for sure. That way it doesn't hold up the, the pod. But yeah, it shows the people gl- paragliding in, landing on buildings, invading them. It shows all the fucking missiles. They, You know they launched almost 4,000 rockets. Holy shit, really? Into Israel. They fucking blew up the biggest building in Israel. It's d- decimated. The building's gone. It's blown to bits, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. What I'm afraid of, bro, is because in Israel, because isn't this there is all big. the fucking, like, uh, like all the things where, like, Christ was and, like, yeah, bro, he was fucking... People are saying this is biblical, bro. Like, this is, like, first, like, this is, like, first scene. Holy like, apparently, shit. this is, like, marks the 50th anniversary since they were going to, like, re-try to claim, like, the land. Really? And apparently, after, like, this war ends, if it turns into, like, a World War thing, apparently the... Bible claims like the Antichrist is going to finally show itself and give the peace treaty to end this war. And it's going to be like the end of times. Damn. I mean, that's like a big conspiracy. That's me going off like dumb. But that's what just people are saying is like this war is kind of following like uh, the Bible. Holy fuck. That's kind of crazy, bro. I just saw this thing too from this other guy. His name's the typical liberal on Instagram. Uh, but they were talking about how one month before this actually happened, Trump said that it was going to happen. So he said, can you believe that crooked Joe Biden is giving $6 billion to a terrorist regime in Iran? Uh, the money can be used for terrorism all over the Middle East and indeed the world. This incompetent fool is absolutely destroying America. He had the audacity to announce this terrible deal today, September 11th, to pay for hostages to lead to kidnapping, ransom. And that was what it was from, dude. The fucking... Uh, Remember we paid that ransom shit to get like a few people and that was it? Yeah. That's, that's the money what, that they used. That's the money that they used. They probably used. used that fucking money to bomb Israel, bro. <laughs> We're fucking stupid, dog. This fucker's got to come out of fucking presidency. It's bad, dude. Oh, my Lord. And I know like one of the parties involved in this war are somehow connected with Russia. So I wonder if like if we do assist Israel, if Russia's going to help and assist and then it's just going to be like another fucking conflict with just people like touching each other's toes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, dude, this shit always gets out of hand because the United States always thinks that the fucking police of the world when we don't need to be. Let people fucking destroy themselves and let that shit go on and us like prosper and thrive. Yeah. I. It's horrible, though, for those people. It is horrible. But I mean, you know, we each got to handle our own shit. Like, man. can you imagine, bro, if right now people were landing on the top of our apartment building and we had to get the fucking gun and just like be ready to kill? Like, there's people invading our country. Like, whoever opens that door is getting a bullet in their dome. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, right? That would be like terrifying, dude. The whole city's on fire. Uh, let me, okay, uh, bring up something else. Let me pull up a video so I could show you the fucking Israel. Oh. Anyway, to maintain combo in between this, uh, we're probably going to talk about Drake's new album. So y'all be prepared for that. It, it was, uh, it's half and half. I think there's mixed reviews about it, obviously. And, uh, we'll go into more about how Drake fucking capped and went off on Joe Budden and shit like that. Oh, Mike's showing me the video now. Like 4,000 missiles, bro. Sent in. From, they just like, fucking the rained fire yeah, on just, them. Just, just dropped 4,000. I think that's the difference though between us and like a lot of other countries because if like for them to invade us and do that shit they'd have to like it have to be Canada or uh, Mexico like there's no way that we could just like, we can't just be infiltrated. Yeah. We're the hardest country. We've talked about this before on the pod but we're easily the hardest country to infiltrate. Oh yeah. Because our navy's so good and the really only way to infiltrate us is through the water. But, yeah. 
But yeah, them, like, they just got fucking bombed, bro. That shit's tough because they're, like, right next to each other, too. So it's like, like, you know, they, like, see the missiles coming through the fucking radar and they're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, what is a fucking anti missile launching shit? It's crazy because, like, it's horrible, right? These, like, 4,000 missiles. But, like, it's, like, it's funny because, like, Russia and, like, the U.S., they're basically, yeah. like, watching this as, like, Oh, uh, you know, just a few people are having a little scrap and it's time for like the big dogs to come and break up the fight kind of thing. And it always leads to like, you don't want the big dog to be like, Hey motherfucker. And like overstep, you know what I mean? Cause then yeah. it's just an all out brawl. Yeah. Like once other countries that actually have like wealth and power within their country and are like civilized because like, I don't know, man, a lot of these countries are like, if, if people went down there and saw how they lived, they would be like, Holy shit. These people live in impoverished places. You know, it's completely different from the U S but like there they're like they're so i would say like underdeveloped that it seems like they're lesser like you're saying like they're just lesser countries in it's sort of like power how you were explaining whereas like the US and Russia are fucking like they have all the tech they have the money to fund it and all this like crazy ass resources yeah one thing i do want to bring up with this is a lot of people are saying like they knew that this shit was going down for a long time because they just did that like national security alert test I'm wondering oh. if that national security alert test that they did was actually like, all right, we actually kind of need to test this nationally, national security alert system in case some shit goes down from like this war in Israel. That's probably what it is, bro. They know. Yeah, dude. The government fucking knows, bro. Oh, they knew this they well did. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no media's really covered it until like now, but like. I think now it's kind of forced too. Like if you don't talk about it, then it looks like you're well, hiding something. All the something. people in. Israel are posting videos about it on social like, media. Like, there's no way like you us. can yeah. hide from that anymore. It's not like back in the forward, just media is just done. Like North Korea, yeah, they could probably censor anything that they see because that shit's just not allowed. But if you're allowed a phone and internet, like nothing's going to be hidden. Damn, bro. So this is fucking I, tough. I'm telling you, bro, that national security alert system. I think it was actually like put in place because we might need to use that shit soon. R.I.P. to all the people that lost their lives and the people of Israel because the people they really that are prisoners un- of war, bro. Yeah, for real. That's Even crazy. just that whole country, like like you were saying though, like the reality of their situation is what you said. I mean, just somebody fucking dropping on their roof and going in and AKing their entire family. Yeah, like you might. It's crazy to think about, like in movies or video games, but that shit's actually going down as we speak. So I'm thinking about it now, bro. Like, I only have my pistol here with me. You can only have enough, so much ammo, bro. 30, so, 30 army soldiers rush into this fucking room. We're done. I'd have to, I'd have to be like, what's his name? Fucking uh, Tate, bro. Where he's like, uh, boom, fucking kill all kick, of kick Palestine. He's, he's like, get the AK, shoot another terrorist. He's like, and then fucking kill all of Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> he's an idiot. We'd have to, like, I don't know. We'd be dead, bro. We'd be done. I'd probably save us, like, maybe from one or two. And then after that, we'd be fucking shot and dead. All I'm saying is if a war does break out from this, I ain't fucking fighting for dumb, this dumb shit. Unless they were, like, putting us in, like, good positions where they're, like, you're just going to sit at this government base, code for us, and that's it. And then you're chilling, talking to your homie, just like, oh, man, when's our MREs? And then all of a sudden you just hear, code 13, code 13. And, you <laughs> and the whole fucking troop is guts are all over your fucking face, man. I know. That's just that would be horrible. <laughs> you're just like, imagine that's really what happens though. Where you're just like, yo, we're just gonna like. Uh, I just watched fucking. Have you ever seen the movie Jarhead? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like where they're just drilling, and all of a sudden these random ass people with camels come up, and they're it's like, just like, huh? Yeah, 
Or like when they set all the oil wells on fire and it's just raining oil and burning them. That's what I mean, bro. It's just like random fucking bombings, bro. You just die randomly. It's not like to, it's not like how crime works in the U.S. where it's just like you have to interact with someone and it's like you have an exchange of words and they might stab you. Or like you see someone in an alley and they might like shoot you or something. This shit's just like, oh, hello, it's stranger. Gorilla, bro. You just fucking nuked. You're just and you, ha- you have to assume everybody's a fucking enemy, though. That's the sad part about it is that if they're not on your fucking side, you have to assume that they're not friendly. <laughs> yeah, so man. you could fucking accidentally kill a civilian or some shit like that. Yeah, bro. It's like on American Sniper when he has the sniper aimed on that little fucking six-year-old with a warhead. Yeah. Dude. I would, would you be able to just pull the trigger, bro, on that poor little kid? It depends because I've heard a lot of like army dudes talk about it and they're like, those guys are the enemy. That's who you're trained to kill. So it doesn't really matter what they are, what they look like, or what happens. That's who we have to take down. I get that, bro, but the age would always just get me. It would always fuck with you, right? I'm, you got to think of when you were that young. You didn't know shit. You no. just did what you were told. Yeah. That kid doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and he's going to get a bullet in his head. That's wild. And that, that's real talk, though, for real. Cause, uh, they're just doing what they're told, bro. They're just yeah. following their parents. Their parents say, I need you to like protect our f- family, and they're going to die doing it. They're just shit, doing bro. what they need to do, and we're just doing what we need to and do. They, and they see us as the enemy, too, so it's the same idea on both sides. So There's no good or bad guys. <laughs> no. In any case. There is only right and left. And There's left only the person trying to kill me is bad, and that's what I will always stand by. Yeah, dude. Us versus them, for real. That's even, what it is. Even our own fucking government. If they try to kill me, they become the enemy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like it's if your back's against the wall, like at that point it's all out civil war for real. That's just it. But anyway, I just wanted to enlighten you guys about this fucking war that is actually happening in in current event time. So just so you guys are aware, if uh, I informed you about this. Also, you guys, Mike and I, we don't know all fucking sides of the story or anything like that. So I encourage you guys to go out and seek out your own fucking information. Yeah, look up like the actual history of like this war. I know like they're fighting for the territory. This dates back to like World War One. Oh, still? Like, this territory has been promised to both sides that are fighting for it since World War One. Oh, shit. And they both think that they own the territory because they both were promised it from two different parties. Basically, we can blame the British for this, is all I know. But look into, like, th- your own history and your own facts for that. All I know is Britain is a big reason for, like, this whole miscommunication of territory. Oh, damn. But Well, good, man. I didn't even know that, so good <laughs> shit. But uh, going on to Drake now, like Dee was saying... Uh, we were going to segue into what is your initial rating one to 10 of for all the dogs? I know you haven't added any songs. I know you've only really listened to it two times through, but what is your official rating? My official rating? I'm going to be fucking honest, bro. Like a six, two, six, two. Yeah. I don't think it's that great. I give it a seven, five. Yeah. On the Drake standard. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I, but I will say this though. Um, that's a rating for the album overall. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. songs in that album, guys, I will say, that are some Bangers. of Drake's best. Some of, like, they might be top 10 Drake tracks all time. There are some bangers for sure. And the J. Cole song is just. You have to. If, if you're going to listen to one song and give it a chance, listen to First Person Shooter with J. Cole. And if anything, bro, he's still. That's J. Cole's song, not fucking Drake's. He yeah. steals that shit. Yeah, J. Cole stole it from Drake for yeah. sure. 100%. Hopefully he gets number one, like you were telling me earlier. J. Cole deserves a number one, bro. He's a very fucking talented rapper. He deserves a number one, man. Yeah. If Kid Leroy has one, then fucking <laughs> J. Cole needs one, man. He does. Bad. But Poor guy. Kid Leroy did have JB to kind of help a lot and carry that with Stay. That's the part, too, is like they have pop stars that kind of get this shit going, 
Whereas like Drake puts on these other bitches like Sexy Red and fucking SZA has a uh, number one charts though too. Yeah. So what did you think of the features? Any notable ones to you that stuck out that you thought were good? Obviously the J Cole. Uh, That's the, the best Yachty, feature, definitely. The Audi one is. Eh. I think I Tizo think Touchdown good. had an amazing feature, bro. That Amen song is great. Yeah. What are your favorite songs? Oh, the Twenty One Savage fucking thing. He carry. He, that's his fucking song. Too. Oh, calling for you. Yes, bro. That's a good song, bro. I'd say my favorite songs. I like Amen. I uh, I like First Person Shooter. Uh, I like Members Only. I like What Would Pluto Do. 8 a.m. in Charlotte is like some of the best lyricism Drake's done in a minute. Yeah, I think 8 a.m. in Charlotte is one of my favorites. That one's really good. And 7969 Santa is really catchy too. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get into the other ones too, but they all seem good. Virginia Beach is really good too. But yeah, I think it's great. For sure, guys. Overall, I think the Drake album was really good though. Do you think it'll outsell Utopia first week? No, dude. I think Utopia is better, and that's that. I'm not even like a Travis Scott like fan fan of it, but I honestly think what he did was better than what Drake did. Utopia is a better album. Yeah, I agree. I think Utopia is album of the year. Yeah, I think so. Too. But I don't think this album is bad by any means. I'm gonna have songs on these that I will be playing for like ever. Yeah, from this album. This and is- with Drake, Drake's albums always season into classics. They're never good at first. They always have to like marinate. Think of Scorpion, bro. I remember when yeah. Scorpion first came out, I was so disappointed in Scorpion. I was expecting like what a time to be alive, like Drake in future, like some yeah. hype shit, and it was like really lyrical, very slow, but now I go back and I listen to Scorpion from front to back and I'm and like it's fucking killer, this right? album is great. And I think that's all of Drake's albums are like that. So, off initial impression, I think this album is good. I think it's only going to get better with time. Okay. I agree with you. I think it's like a fine fucking wine, bro. This shit, if you let it age, like you said, it'll get better. But initially, I don't think it's that great. I would much rather bump something else. Yeah, I think it'll take a while before mm-hmm. people start to... Because I listen back now, just even like... This is like my third time listening back. And Drake does some very good like rapping in it. Like his like his entendres and his punchlines and everything that he's doing is... He's doing it very, very well. But... Well, I know he had some fucking beef with Joe Budden, though. Joe Budden was basically saying, and I will say, whatever Joe Budden did say, I don't think he's, like, saying anything that's not truthful. What did he say, though, specifically? Joe Budden was basically just shitting on Drake, saying, bro, you're 37, like, you're almost 40. You're fucking these 25-year-old girls. You're writing about them in your song still. He's all, it's corny. He's like, you need to grow the fuck up, pretty much. And that's basically like what he was saying. He was saying Drake needs to like grow up and do like lyrical shit. And he needs to stop, you know, joining like the young people like Yeet and like 21 Savage and trying to like put his voice through their styles. But mm. I think that's what makes Drake unique. And that's what's kept him relevant. Yeah, I think so. Too. All these other rappers that have tried to just keep trying to maintain this wise status in rap and, oh, I'm the wise rapper now. I'm the oldest one in the game. Like, let me be only lyrical. That shit's not working for them. I love Kendrick Lamar. He's one of my favorite rappers of all time. But he dropped, like, you know, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And that was just a very lyrical, boring album to me as as a Kendrick Lamar fan. And And I think that's what makes Drake unique is he goes to these younger lanes like Yeet and he's staying relevant. And he's keeping up with this youthful, like, shit. He's making sure that his music's relevant. This is what I'll say, bro, is that I've seen this example happen time and time again 
where people try and go and they just have their own style and they don't fucking put any new new motherfucker back on this shit, right? Another great example is the game. Every single album that the game has released since he was like in that phase has been ass. They've all been ass, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's one of those fuckers that's hardcore, right? He maintains, he stays, sticks to his hood shit or whatever, and he only puts on the same motherfuckers that are with him, you know? He doesn't really venture out into new guys, really. Like, he just stays with the old school gangster motherfuckers. And every album is shit. Yeah. The old heads that shit on Drake for trying to stay relevant and do useful shit are the same ones that are falling off because no one wants to listen to their boring fucking lyrical shit. What I think, bro, is that Joe Budden is legitimately hating on Drake. Joe Budden has hated Drake from day one. That's been just known. Yeah. And they've always hated each other. I'm glad that Drake finally just said, Joe Budden, you've, you failed at music. Yeah. Right now, you make all your profit shitting on people that actually were successful at the thing that you fucking failed at. I agree. Which I think was the best comeback Drake could probably say to him. Because like, I'm not a big fan of Joe Budden either, bro, because he always disses... Okay, so I have a personal ba- bone with this, but he always disses Logic. Oh, he hates... I don't think there's a rapper that Joe Budden hates more than Logic. He yeah. hates Drake a lot, but he fucking despises Logic, dude. Bro, but I think Logic is a lot better of a rapper than most other people out there, as far as rapping ability. I think Joe Budden gets really caught up on, <clears throat> is what you're saying corny? Like, yeah. that's what bugs him. Like, he doesn't like how Drake's, like, trying to, like, do this yeet style. He's like, that's corny. That's weird. And he doesn't, he just, if you do something that's, like, not hood to him, he's like, you're weird. You're grown Yeah, he's like, up. it's not rapping. But, but I don't think that's what it is. I don't yeah. even think Drake's trying to be, like, rap, rap. It I is, think this thing's hip-hop, R&B type yeah, of style. Yeah, it's just a new style. Yeah, exactly. And because if one thing is true, it's <laughs> rap has fucking changed dramatically in the past 10 years than what it was when it started in the 90s. Yeah, bro. Joe Budden wants this shit to be <laughs> like fucking Tupac and Biggie coming out. It's but, not like that no more. But, bro, people don't gangbang like that shit no more. Because why? Because it doesn't make sense. Because they have all this money. Why the fuck would I want to do that ghetto-ass shit when I have millions, you know? It doesn't make any sense. And the people that do do that shit end up fucking dead. Yeah. Um, Like we were saying, though, I hope J. Cole does get that number one. If J. Cole does get that first number one, it'll also be the number one that puts Drake over MJ. In, number in the one. same fucking... Oh, in one he even swoop. mentions that in the song. In, yeah, that's That's good. fucking tight, I think huh? he knew. I think Drake knew that this song was going to be the one that went number one. He knew it was the best one on the album. For real. Otherwise, he wouldn't say that fucking bar on that song. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he knew that shit was going to happen. And it's gonna. I think that song's going to debut number one. I hope it does, truly. On to another Haterade fucking bath. <laughs> Okay, so I looked up top ranking. I was like, ranking the Drake album, right? Yeah, yeah. Just ranking the songs within it overall. And uh, who better to go to than Billboard, right? So I go to do the ranking thing. Uh-huh. What do you think is the last song that they put? Number 23. Like the worst song on the The worst the song on the album? album? Probably an interlude. No. Not an interlude? No. It's Calling For You by twenty with 21 Savage. They probably... Okay, I can see why, though, because me and you even talked about it. That very, very long, like, yeah. bitch complaining about not being in first class and eating, like, exotic foods. You know what I mean? That can probably, like, it, it loses its replayability from that. That, I can see them putting it last, just for that reason alone. But if we're judging off of, like, the 21 Savage verse, it's definitely, like, not the worst song. Yeah, I agree. It, they said, okay, so what Billboard said is that it comes out flat. It just makes, like references to like her loss and these other songs with 21 and it just kind of feels like he tried to drag that on too long like it's, like their it's collaboration like, yeah. yeah 
So that's their ranking, uh, the reason as to why. Number 22 is Another Late Night featuring Yachty. I didn't like Yachty's verse. I, I, I mean, like but I either. never like Yachty, though, to be fair. Very rarely. Like, he has, a, like he has um, the song with Juice World that I always play. I like that one. I like Minnesota. Like, there's very few ones, but most of the time I don't. I don't really fuck with Yachty like that. It's funny because they say the exact same thing. They say uh, this new record with Drake probably would have been better off just being his and his alone. Basically leaving off the Yachty verse. Yeah. Um, I know he put Yachty on there because they're very close friends, though. And the album's like for all the dogs. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Number 21 is Fear of Heights. So uh, they said this one has the worst hook in all of Drake's career. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it is chief among those that lack luster offerings. Uh, with a beat that pulls from high-octane thrill of rage rap, Drake throws subliminals at past flings and peers alike. What do you think of the Adonis feature? It's fucking ass, dude. Leave your son off that shit. Do you think it would have been better if it was worked into an interlude versus like the outro of an actual song on the album? Yes. Well, you think it would have had the same kind of effect? I think that if you want to put in fucking... Because I think that shit's kind of dumb sometimes on a song. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's it's right on the line between cute and dumb. Yeah, it's almost like mixed. I'm on the line. Yeah, I hate when like so when people take like I uh, think it's cool that? that he like makes sure that they're like gonna always be. What's paid the song for where it? he puts Kim K in it? It's not Chicago Freestyle. Search and Rescue. Search and Rescue. That's where uh, an instance where it looks fucking cool and it's a dope thing to put in. But something like this is just not good. Yeah, I've listened to it a while. Like. A couple times because I do think Daylight is one of the best songs on the album. Mm-hmm. It's just that the Adonis feature, a lot of people give hate to it. I mean, obviously, it's a little kid rapping, so it's not going to be good. But I will say, it's like, it's kind of catchy, bro. I, I think, like I was saying, as it marinates and it seasons over time, we're all going to know Adonis's verse word for word. Mark my fucking words, and we're going to sing along to it. <laughs> Mark my words. Number 20 is Amen. With Tizo. I think that's an amazing song. I don't agree with that at all. I think that's one of the best songs on the album. Uh, it says, over an arrangement that opens up with a prayer from Tizo, Churchy Piano Keys, and Doo-Wop adjacent harmonies, Drake prays not for gratitude, but for God not to expose him for doing his girls wrong, even as he prays for him while he's on the road. So that's basically what the song's about. Uh, number 19 is uh, IDGAF or I don't give a fuck with Yeet. with Yeet the intro to that song is beautiful yeah and then it switches and it's like very abrupt I don't know if I, how I feel about that yeah Yeet does his thing like I mean that's his style and he did it probably one of the best performances in his style that I've seen in a while but I mean Drake was just experimenting I think it's a cool song yeah I think it's like the way they say it is that basically the whole song is about them peeking at people underneath them and it's basically the way billboard mentioned it was like there's no reason to do that because you guys are so great in your respective styles basically mm. they're taking it like serious they're fucking going deep bro. they're like Looking judging into it the by like the lore i'm judging it just yeah. like is the song good or not and that's what i hate when people do that shit with music and we brought it up before yeah kanye is very fucking weird and says horrible shit but you can't deny that his music's good don't judge the music for the music for real number 18 is polar opposite I think that song is pretty good. Uh, it says, instead of remaining in the opposite of the track realm that the title suggests, Drake takes things even further and spends the song playing armchair psychiatrist as he lambes a uh, former flame for blocking him unprovoked. Bro, I would. I wonder how many stories Drake has with all these chicks, man. I, 
Bro, I mean, look at the thing, the, the chain that he made himself. I was thinking about that when I was listening to the album. Do you think like those are actually porn? all, like, wives? I'm sure he was going to propose to plenty of these chicks, bro. But, like, be real. Drake, it's not... Like, Drake's so, such a big star that there's no way he would remain faithful to any person. I wonder if he'll ever get held down. That should be funny. So. Bro, this one, this one I know is going to fucking hurt you. 17 is members only. I mean, I get it though, because some people really don't like like the slow singing Drake. I really love that Drake because like Fire and Desire off Fuse, like yeah. that just like slow, just like a strong beat, and then Drake just like harmonizing very well and floating alongside it. I like that kind of Drake. So I think Members Only is that's my favorite song on the album besides First Person Shooter. But I could see why people wouldn't like it. It might be a little too slow for them. But I like the sound of Drake's voice when he's singing. And actually, they say that the song melody and everything and all that is great. What they say diminishes it is, unfortunately, members only is mar- uh, marred by lyrics that are childish and lazy. Say you started dating girls now. Say it to me with a straight face. Oh, now it's girls. I want to know all your kinks. And they're just like, that's like very weak. Oh, they're like judging like the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. The sound of the lyrics, though, when he's singing them, that's what makes the song good. Even if the lyrics are shit, the way he's singing them is good. <laughs> okay. Number 16, they put Gently featuring Bad Bunny. Okay. Uh, it says, between Gently, Slime You Out, and Travis Scott's K-pop, there seems to be a trend of... Bad Bunny's not doing very well when he's trying to merge with these fuckers is what it's looking like. Uh, I didn't think the song was bad. I thought Bad Buddy did good. It says... <laughs> I think they're going to roast him because Drake's not fucking Spanish, so they're going to roast his Spanish. They said it's the most predictable song they have to offer uh, with the thumping dimbo. Uh, it's like basically the like Spanish like sort of sounding. And then, uh, yeah. They didn't roast him for his Spanish abilities, speaking ability? No, they said it certainly isn't as catchy as Mia. Oh, no. Did I get that as Mia? Mia. Yeah, that one is catchy. It just says basically they wanted more from the collaboration. Like they wanted it to be like more intense, like like a, like a billboard. Bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought like collaborations between big artists such as them should be huge, you know. Yeah, and they think they both kind of held back. I, I'm. I will say though, with this album, I was expecting a lot of more features. Like with the name for all the dogs, Drake has very, very high profile friends in the industry. Like he has like Future, you know. He has Travis Scott. He has he's friend. He could get anyone he fucking wants on his album, and. Really, the only big name that he really got on it was, like, J. Cole. Like, in terms of, like, a very, very notable big feature that people have been wanting. Damn, bro. Basically, these middle spots, I've noticed there's a theme with them that I'm reading now. They're basically just saying, like, like because the 15 one is Slime You Out with SZA. That's a great song. Yeah. That's one of the songs that I think was actually finished. Yeah. I think they actually tried hard on that one. But it just says that it's still miles away from uh, Sunfire Stunner that SZA and Drake duet should be. They just expect more. So I don't know what the fuck. These are just based on their expectations. What's a better what SZA-Drake collab than Slime You Out, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was the best. Yeah, I think it's great. I think they're just being haters. Yeah. Well, it is Billboard, so they judge. That's their job is to judge yeah. every fucking song, you know? And then number 14 is Virginia Beach. That song's good. It's a really good, Drake always has good intros. And he sampled Frank Ocean in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I think what, it was good. What they say is it's bogged down by uh, clunky chorus and more corny bars. He gonna find out it's on site like whoa, 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 on site like dot com. 
put a baby in you, a hot mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's Drake, bro. He is like that, though. He That's his style. Yeah, Drake just talks about like fucking MILFs. I am. I mean, I'm not hating on it. 13 is uh, 7969 Santa. That song's good, bro. I don't understand the fucking <laughs> the name or the title. I don't either. I think uh, he needed to just rhyme 7969 with the rest of the lyrics in the song. If you listen to the hook, he rhymes it with 7969. Damn. So they actually give the song praise, saying uh, BNYX's production is stellar and Snoop Dogg radio host bit at the end is dope. Oh, it's great, yeah. I mean, it makes the most sense. The album's called For All the Dogs. I do think Snoop Dogg does a good job with the interludes at like making the album feel as if it's like a radio show. Yeah. It's like B-A-R-K radio, Bark radio. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like... It says Tizo's interlude steals the show. His interlude isn't life changing, but it's particularly funny because Tizo's interlude makes, is fucking gorgeous, dude. His voice is godly. He makes what sounds like wolf howls right after hammering home the whole dog theme of the album. <laughs> he harmonizes in that shit. Dude. I thought he did good. Twelve is daylight. They don't like the Adonis feature. I'm assuming. I bet you it'd be higher. They don't like the Adonis feature. Uh, on this track, he. <laughs> Interpolates some um, Scarface speech. I love the intro to fucking Daylight, dude. Dude, that's such a good speech. The the Scarface intro is so good, dude. You yeah. gotta point to me, cause I'm the bad guy. Literally, right? <laughs> that shit is dope. Yeah, I think Daylight is great. And then they're basically just talking about like how it just calls on like the XXX Tentacion uh, conspiracy theories. He's like. TBS think that I bought the body. Internet swear that I bought bought the body. Take more thing than that to go pop somebody. Get over it. X is fucking killers in prison. We know who did it. We have video Literally. footage of him getting shot in his car. I've seen the live footage of him dead in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's dead, bro. For real. Eleven is Bahamas Promises. That one's good. That's when we raps about that Haley chick. Yeah. I wonder if that Haley chick is the same chick that was bitching on the plane, not being on first class. That'd be kind of funny. They said that this is, uh, it says when they're talking about old Drake, Bahamas promises, is it? They say this is the song that is old Drake. I'd say 8 a.m. in Charlotte was the closest to old Drake. Uh, yeah, they basically just say Drake is emotional, kind of in the same way of Marvin's room, that whole center, uh, sort of genre sort of thing, you know? Uh, number 10 is BBL Love, the interlude. Yeah, I don't agree. Yeah. I don't think an interlude should be top 10. Next. Number 9, bro, is the uh, most fucking stunning. It be- it's first if first person, person shooter is not number 1, then close the list, dude. First person shooter featuring J. Cole is number 9 on the billboard. That's impossible, dude. It's the best rapping <clears throat> performance from both of them. <laughs> Damn, bro. So it says for the first collaboration in a decade, Drake and J Cole tackled the big three debate that was do- that has dominated hip hop conversations since they and Kendrick Lamar entered the ring in the early 2010s. Yeah, the verse where they talk about the big three is great too. It's true, bro. They've been the big three. It's been debated since I was a fucking kid. And then this is just fucking uh, uh, what J Cole says on it. He's like, "Love when they argue. The hardest MC is it K Da, Aubrey, or me?" We the big three like we started a league, but right now I feel like I'm Muhammad Ali. That Fire. shit's fucking hard. Uh, it says over the subtle yet triumphant instrumental, which features uh, production credits from Tay Keith and Boy 
Wanda. Boyida. I don't fucking know these. It's Boyida. These two stars dig into their braggadocious bag, yet it still feels like they're holding back ever so slightly. I think J. Cole unleashed his fucking beast mode, bro. I think he went off. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this is where he says he's like, uh, Drake did offer a nice sequel to his infamous More Slops in the Beatles line. What the fuck, bro? I'm one away from Michael. Uh, beat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. N-word beat it, dog. Beat it, beat it, beat it. What? Yeah, yeah. dude. I thought, I thought it was good. <clears throat> I thought so, too. I guess they said they're holding back, but I don't know what more they want. What do they have at one? Because the whole reason I was holding on waiting for this list was for first-person shooter to be one. What do they have at one? I'll, let's go. Let's keep going. Eight, all the parties featuring Chief Keef. That one's good. It is good. I think it's a rifle place. Yeah. That's one of the better ones off the album. Another one that is really good. Uh, what would Pluto do? Number seven. Yeah, that song, is, that song reminds me of Views. Yeah. They just said that it uh, has a crisp and effective hook. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why it's in there. Yeah, it does. The hook's so catchy. Six, another good one. Eight AM in Charlotte. Yeah, I think a classic. I banger. thought that's what they were gonna have number one. Damn. Yeah, no, it's just that thing. What the hell do they have one, dude? What's next? Oh, this is fucking upsetting. Screw the world. Interlude is number five. Dude, Top five should okay, not be hold, a fucking hold. interlude. I agree. I agree with you very much. But that interlude's fucking hard, bro. That that beat that DJ Screw made in that fucking interlude is hard as. Fuck, dude. I would love to see that beat actually be put to use. Yeah. And have not it just be an interlude. Because I think it's like, it's hard, bro. But I agree with you. Top five, though. No. Okay. <laughs> it's an interlude, man. What they said was, uh, here he gives DJ Screw's Flaming Freestyle all the space it needs. A moment of much-needed reprieve from the album's obsession with Instagram-ready Drakeisms. Yeah. <clears throat> Rest in peace to DJ Screw. And probably one of the... I don't know. Bro. What number is number this? Number four is Rich Baby Daddy featuring Sexy Red and SZA. No. They have that <laughs> top five. Dude, that's, that song is fucking shit. That's like the most hated song. It's not that good. I've seen most people saying that the album's horrible because of that song. They hate Sexy Red's verse. SZA's is great, obviously. Her voice is angelic. And I yeah. think Drake does good on it. But Sexy Red is just like, I don't know. Like it's kind of catchy, but she's like so ratchet. It like kill, it's not like good. <laughs> they say uh, for all the dogs is an interesting album for the simple fact that all of the album's journeys into hot new sounds across the marketplace. The album doesn't really feature an undeniable pop facing hooks of say Scorpion or Views. Luckily, Sexy Red is on the case. No, the St. Louis rapper, St. Louis rapper, blesses Rich Baby Daddy with yet another earworm hook. And a guest verse. No. While SZA tops for her second and final guest appearance on the album. With infectious production that heavily nods to Miami bass, this song is the song of the summer that we deserved? Dog. <laughs> you try and tell me that that song's better than Slime You Out, I'll fucking slap you. Dude, that has got to be the hottest take. You think that song's better than First Person Shooter? No, dude. I think First Person Shooter is it's the only one I'm probably going to add for sure. 100%. What's next? Three? Number three is Drew Up Picasso. That song's good. Yeah. That it song is, is going to be a top 10 Drake song. That song is in my top three of the album. So I, I'm not mad at that. They say it's actually really lyrically. Really it is inclined. great. It is yeah. an amazing lyric, lyrical song. Uh, number two is Tried Our Best. Okay. It's a good song. It says it's perfect between rap and R&B. It's a good song. 
Number one, according to Billboard, uh, Away From Home. Nah. Yeah. It's not better than First Person Shooter, bro. You guys make your own judgment. Listen to the album and you'll agree with us. First Person Shooter is easily the best rap song on that album. For Hold on. For a few minutes, the hunger of old Drake actually does reappear. And that resilience makes his voice sound alive in ways that simply feels uh, absent elsewhere on the record. Uh, the rest of the song traces his dual life and career journey since those days, offering a legitimate full circle moment for an artist who so often feels like he's either running away from who he's becoming or running in circles trying to figure out what's next. Okay. Bro, they fucking looked so deep into this that they took outer context, all kinds of shit, into in, uh, judging these songs. I mean, it makes sense for, like, a Drake project. Like, that's usually a very big thing for, like, Billboard. Billboard uh, ratings? What do you think? Are they valid or not? No, first-person shooter not being in the top three, five? Top three is wrong. Bro, I'll even stretch it to top five. If it's not in there, I don't think that it... That is literally one of the best. Fu- I agree with some of them though. Like I, they drew the Picasso. I could see that. Like some of them, like you know, the Adonis feature weighing down some of them. Like the sexy red song is ass, bro. Yeah, that being number four is just no. I don't agree with that. But I mean, everyone has their own taste. So and the fact that they're saying that sexy red is what saves it, and, and she's the worst of it in my opinion. And she literally says, "Let that coochie breathe." <laughs> literally, and it's fucking awful. Like the beat's like kind of good, so I'm like bumped to it. But then she's like singing some weird shit. She always has like awful fucking. Oh my god! But you guys listen to the Drake album. Let us know your opinion. Uh, moving on to the next thing, should we bring up the Miami Georgia Tech upset real quick? Yeah, we can do that since we watched it this morning. I don't know if you guys saw the college game. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah, with Miami and Georgia Tech, but. Miami choked a fat fucking cock, pretty much. That coach might either get fired or he's going to get his ass ripped open. But basically, they could have taken the knee and just won the game. They were ahead. But they 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 tried to get extra yards, I guess, and they ended up fumbling. And then Georgia Tech ended up throwing like a fucking Hail Mary touchdown pass to win the whole thing and like upset them. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb fucking decision. Stupid, dude. I'm telling you, bro, if I was the quarterback, I would have just took the knee. You'd just been like, fuck you, coach. <laughs> You'd have been like, we're going victory. For Why me. would you not take a guaranteed win? I don't know. Like, what? Like, there's nothing you can say that overpowers the guaranteed win. I don't know. Sometimes coaches play for, like, stats and things like that, too. To but the win is the biggest, most important stat. You'd think so, but not in draft perspective. Because for these guys, I mean... But for a coach them, perspective, like you want to have the highest, best winning record to keep your job. Yeah, that's. True. I would be worried, like from a coach perspective, I'd be worried about keeping my shit good. I got to make sure this win record's good, or I'm I'm fucked. And then if I go and don't take the knee and I fucking choke the game, that they're gonna look at me, not the players. And of course, they probably thought like Georgia Tech's like a lower opponent. Like it's fucking highly unlikely that this will actually happen. Yeah, I think that's it was overlooking. Yeah, to be honest, and that's always what happens. You underestimate just a little bit. They'll take that shit and run with it. Exactly. Uh, one thing I want to say before we go into the Halloween shit. Um, I had this random ass like theory about like why people claim our life flashes before our eyes when we die. So I feel like it's our brain trying to make like one last final attempt to search through all of our memories in hopes that it will find some solution or piece of information that can keep us alive. 
I think that's like its last, like, go through all the memories and try to find something that'll keep us alive. That's a good theory. I like it. Just something I thought of. Anyway. Apparently, like, the uh, the thing is, because your body releases DMT when you're going to die. Yeah. To, like, try and ease the pain of death for you. Yeah, and it activates the whole, every part of the brain gets activated, too. Yeah. So then, apparently, like, that's what you see is, like, you know how you live another life when you smoke DMT? Yeah. Apparently, that's what it is. I can see that, too. It's fucking insane, right? <laughs> it's wild, bro. But, yeah, we can go into the Halloween stuff. For sure. What is the best fucking Halloween candy, bro? I think there's only one right answer for this, and it's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Really? To me. Wow. I, this is I think, so when I question. think of Halloween, I think of orange and the black, and then Reese's has, like, the orange, the black. They also do the shapes, too. The shapes. Like, it's, like, one of the best candies in the world. I've never gone trick-or-treating and not had a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup in my basket. I think it is the quintessential... It is Halloween candy. When I think of Halloween, I think of Reese's. You have fully fucking convinced me. I will agree. <laughs> that is enough. I, I forgot that they did the shapes. I was thinking of the black and orange. I, I think you're right. I think that is their biggest fucking, like, that's their holiday. And I think that's why they make, they Reese's, like, stat-wise, they make the most money on Halloween than any other candy. Damn. Like, they make the most, too. Holy shit. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'd say Reese's. What were you going to say before I changed your mind, though? Oh, I was just going to be like Snickers. Snickers. I feel like a general Snickers is like always every single little kid loves a Snickers. Just yeah. because it has that. They always come in the fun size ones. You know what candy's always in Halloween is fucking Twizzlers, bro. There's always Twizzlers. Oh, those little ones, huh? Those little ones. Packs. Yeah, yeah those are ass. Yeah, they're ass. Don't fucking but hand they're them they're always out. in there. If you're handing out candy, don't fucking hand out the Twizzlers. Nobody's going to eat them. Those shits are going into the trash. Do you remember all the costumes that you've worn like throughout your life? I think so. Start from like the timeline wise. What was your first costume? So I used to be Scooby-Doo or I was Scrappy-Doo and my older brother was Scooby-Doo and then I went to Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> Upgraded? Yeah, well, bro, we didn't, fuck, like you were saying, we didn't have fucking <laughs> money to keep buying uh, <laughs> costumes. costumes. So my mom was just like, oh, this will fit you now and put me in that shit. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I was Batman for a few years. Uh, oh, I was one of them. I did. I was Two Face. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, I feel like Two Face is a good one. That you got to have like some sort of artist do your face, though. Yeah, I think my mom did it. Like yeah. she did, like with like her makeup and stuff. Yeah. So and then, that one's uh, cool. I did Batman a lot, though. Batman's a good one. I'm pretty sure I was Spider Man for like four years. I know that. I swapped between either the red or the black suit. I'm pretty sure I was Spider-Man every single year except for one. Oh, I did do that. I did. I was Spider-Man, the black-suited Spider-Man. And Ace was the regular Spider-Man one year. That was a tight, bro. Yeah. That was my favorite costume I ever had. But I me- we used to do those costume competitions in elementary. Yeah. And I remember I wanted to win one one time, like, very bad. So I didn't dress up as Spider-Man wear- one year. And I wore, like, the scary-ass mask. Oh, really? Yeah. But I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, that was the only time that I was in Spider-Man is I wanted to win, like, scariest costume. Oh, I remember my brother and I dressed, my parents dressed us up as Scream. So we were both Scream. Scream is a classic, bro. That had to have been the most popular costume when we were little, I feel like. Like, when we were in elementary, I feel like there was, like, six Scream costumes. There was, like, a shitty Scream costume, one that was, like, a little bit better, a little more movie quality. And then there'd be, like, the cracked Scream costume <laughs> where it had, like, the pump where you can 
pump blood through your fucking mask. Bro, side <laughs> a side fucking story. We my Mike had the one that you could pump the blood. Yeah. And I had the fucking shitter. So anyway, we kept that fucking costume, dude, and we would scare the shit out of Ace with it. Why was we he would, scared of it? He just fucking thought it was terrifying. Cause like at the time, think about it. I'm like I think I'm like six, so Ace is four years. He's like two, two or three. Oh shit. So he's young when this is going on. <clears throat> but Mike would get that shit and be like, ah, and he'd fucking pump the blood and Ace would be like, ah. Yeah, dude. He had nightmares, bro. He couldn't sleep in his own room for fucking months. Would you get scared of it? Because you're scared of shit like that. No, I wasn't, because I knew Mike was behind the mask and I had no idea what Scream was. So I was just like, it's just a mask, dude. That's funny, bro. No, that's tight. Scream was like very, very popular for some reason. Like now that I'm looking back. I'm trying to think. Bro. I miss going to school on Halloween though, bro. That shit was like was litty. the best, bro. Parties. Do you remember when we would walk the whole town of Lahara yes. and stop at all of the stores and they'd give us candy and like we'd hit up houses on the way too yeah. for like three hours, bro. Like half of our day of like Halloween on elementary was just going and getting candy. It was fucking dope. And Did then we, we come stop back doing that shit parties, once like the whole like vending machine shit went down. Because we, we didn't do that shit no more. When? Do they still do the parades and stuff? Yeah, they still like, do it. Like your mom still does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. As long as there's businesses open, I'm pretty sure. I, oh, okay. I, I think maybe they stopped once COVID started. And then I that think that's the what tradition. I think I'm thinking of COVID stopping it because I haven't seen it happen in a while. But they're, yeah. they're bringing it back? I think so. Okay, good. Good. I'll keep you all updated. I'll ask my mom about it. Because <laughs> that shit was like She's still one teaching of the best memories. That, school. that was the best, bro. And... I used to love just coming to school as a costume, bro. Like, it was fun. It's a whole different vibe now. Like, now you go and you just, like, you know it's a costume. You're just dressing up because it's like, yeah, yeah. But as a little kid, I feel like when I used to go as a costume, like, I truly thought I was low-key the person I was dressed Yeah, as. bro. You embellish that character for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Halloween so cool for kids is, like, you see that spark in their eye. Like, even now when I went to my nephew's uh, birthday party, happy birthday, Azriel, by the way. Yeah. Uh those kids had like costumes bro and you could tell they were like so into it like it was cute bro it was funny they were like ah oh, michael myers i'm gonna fucking stab you i was like yeah yeah it's fucking cool right yeah it was it was a vibe um but now that we're on that topic uh how do you think your view of halloween has changed from a child to now like i feel like when i was a kid like i didn't really watch any scary movies like monsters were kind of like cute when i was little like yeah. It was like, oh, a scary monster. Like There was like TV shows, like D- Disney Channel and all that shit. So I didn't really think of it as scary. I thought of it more of like is fun, like candy, fun, like spooky. Yeah, yeah. Now as an adult, it's like if I'm going to do something Halloween related, it's going to either scare the shit out of me. Like it's like next level scare or I'm like dressing up to like drink or like yeah. for like a couple's costume. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit a nail, like nail right on the head. Um when I was a kid, bro, I had fun. I loved going out. I loved walking around, hitting my fucking candy, filling up my little bucket, whatever the fuck it was. Doing that, that was my thing. Now, as an adult, it's definitely like, I don't know. Most of the time, though, I don't really give a shit about Halloween because uh, to me, I'm like, I'm not trick-or-treating or anything like that. The only time I care is if I am dressing up to drink. That's it. Yeah. Did you like trick-or-treating as a kid? Like, was that your favorite part of Halloween? Yeah. I think my favorite part of Halloween was going to school. On Halloween. Really? And then trick-or-treating after was like this, my, my second favorite. Interesting. Yeah, dude, no. Because trick-or-treating me. was shit where I lived, you got to realize. Like, I had to do it in Bountiful, bro. 
You didn't in it. Oh, see, so my parents would drive us down to Manassas and we would trick or treat there, and oh. then we would trick or treat a little bit in Lahara. See, my mom would make me and my little sister do Bountiful first because we were the only kids in Bountiful that would trick or treat. So, like, all the other houses loved seeing me and my little sister knock on the door because we were the only ones that would do it, right? So, my mom would force us to go and say hi to them. But I've told you this before, but there is a house right by me where my mom would always force us to go every year. And every single year, they gave me and my little sister a toothbrush and a can of Vienna sausages. <laughs> I don't know fucking why. I don't know what was going through their head. I don't know if that's what they think kids fucking liked. But that's just a core memory in my fucking mind, bro. Ooh, another core memory, too. I know my little sister's listening to this, so she'll laugh. My mom would always make us go to the this lady. Her name was... Uh, she's dead now, but I can say her name. Her name was Mrs. Ross. Oh, okay. Uh, she lived like... Uh, by uh, where Mo lives, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like right there. And my mom would always make us go and trick-or-treat there. And me and my sister always had a rule whenever we would trick-or-treat there, we would hold our breath as soon as we entered the fucking house because she had like 30 cats, bro. And it's, you know, like the smell of cats? <laughs> yeah. Like that, like That's it's thick. Stinky, it's bro. like dusty, thick fucking smell of cat. And I remember I would just go in there and me and my sister would be holding our breath and we'd just be like, running out of breath like trick or treat thank you thank you and she'd be like trying to hold a conversation and like oh i love your costume like what are you and i remember me and my little sister would just be like backing up away slowly we'd be like like about to fucking puke bro (laughs) oh shit man but one of the core memories that i have bro was when we used to go trick-or-treat down in manassa and eric used to trick-or-treat with us oh that's tight so when we used to go trick-or-treat down in manassa there is one fucking lady in there that would give out the best popcorn balls in all of fucking the valley. And it's Bo Cormier's grandma. Dude, I fuck with popcorn balls. Those popcorn... Mike, when I tell you these popcorn balls are the best fucking popcorn balls, and they haven't been replicated yet. I've had her fucking uh, like daughter make them, or like Nicole's mom and that. They all suck. That old bitch used to fucking get out there with the fucking her shit and cook them right there in front of everybody. And then she'd be like, I have some fresh ones. And she was 90-some years old Bro, at this time, some too. popcorn balls are like, they're like butter, dude. Like, you know the ones I'm talking about where you put them in the microwave for like five seconds? No. Okay, so there's this certain brand of popcorn balls that Jax gets. Yeah. And my mom always brings them home. And you microwave them for like five, six seconds. And they get soft and fucking gooey, bro. And they are the like warmest, best popcorn balls. If I get them this year... I'll have you try those ones. Okay. And I'll change your mind, bro. That popcorn ball is the shit. I'm telling you, Mike. But you this get- one's homemade, though, so I feel like yours has more credibility. Dude. Mine's had, like it's like nostalgic, too, because I haven't had it. So, like, when my sister used to go trick-or-treating, I'd be like, oh, fuck, did you get some popcorn balls? And then she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she handed them to me, and I was like, isn't that old lady dead? My mom's like, yeah, sure. You know, RIP to Miss Miss Cormier or, uh, or whatever her name is. RIP to the fam. But uh, she made the best fucking popcorn balls, bro. But when my sister gave me it, it was her daughter that made them. And I was like, this shit ain't the same, dog. Was it not? It was not So you'll never get a good one again. Never. That recipe died with that fucking lady. She did some special shit that nobody saw. Yeah, she must have. She threw a little fucking little spittle or something in there that made it taste better. She put some salt, a pinch of salt. Dude, she she did some, bro. You should try to make your own popcorn balls. Like, you guys make kettle corn. You you know how to make popcorn really good. I mean, I feel like it'd be a mess, though. Oh, yeah. The marshmallow and shit. Yeah, dude. Especially if you tried to do it like an Imagine we'd have to do it in the big-ass kettle, too. Oh, it'd be horrible to clean. Yeah, no, never mind. Forget I even said a thing. (laughs) 
Do you oh, think shit. baby costumes are cuter on Halloween than puppy costumes? Yes. I agree. A child is more cute than a fucking dog. I think baby costumes are the cutest Halloween costumes. Okay, okay. Like when they're just like a strawberry or something and they're just like sitting there fucking brain dead. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say though, I'm, I'm going to take back my previous statement of babies are cuter than dogs. There are some ugly fucking kids. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, but when they're in a costume, kids are the exception. Different. No, bro. Those kids, <laughs> the Megamind still looks like fucking Megamind. <laughs> but if you dress him up as Megamind, then it becomes fucking cute overload, bro. No, bro. <laughs> then he just looks stupid. <laughs> but anyway. What are your thing- thoughts on uh, carving pumpkins? I, I don't really like, like car- it that much. I do. Like, you f- think it's fun? Yeah, I love carving pumpkins. Especially, like, when we used to do it as kids, because it would be, like, all of us would have a pumpkin. Do you think it's more fun, or if it's, like, kind of like a mess and a hassle? No, I think it's fun. More fun than a mess and a hassle. Yeah. I think I want to do it again, but with like proper tools. Because I feel like every time I did it, I had those like pumpkin cutting kits where it has like that shitty little like plastic fucking tool where it does the outline. And then you try to carve it with like that shit knife and it doesn't work. Like I think I just had shit materials. I want to do it with like a sharp knife. (laughs) Yeah. We used to do them with... uh... My mom used to get like the old knives, basic like out like the old steak knives that were fucking dull as shit, and that's how we used to cut ours. I haven't carved a pumpkin in years though. It's fun, like years. Like when did you do it every year? Usually, usually like all even up until high school. After high school, I never did it again. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you haven't done it in like three years, two years, dude? It's been fucking like four or five years since I've been out of school. So yeah, yeah, bro. Maybe we should carve a pumpkin <clears throat> this month, man. Yeah, we'll set one up. <laughs> Bring back. Some of that, those memories. The dude. funniest thing though was that you would see, like, my mom and dad would never clean those fucking pumpkins up, so they just sit there and rot and mulch in front of our in front of our house for like fucking. <laughs> I'm not even joking, Mike. Until like spring came, and then my mom would scoop them up with a shovel and toss them. Do you think when you graduate uh, pharmacy school, you're gonna be like that cool house that does the king size candies? If I make money, yeah, dog. I think I'll only do that once I own like my house. Yeah. Like if I know I'm going to live there forever and I need to like make a statement that I'm like the cool house on the block, I'm going to go to Costco that first Halloween when I move into my like actual house that I'm going to be living in and I'm going to get all king size cool shit. Yeah, dude. You got to. Just that way everyone knows like, oh, that's the cool dude like on the block. Like, let's go see what he's doing or something. Like, I want to be like that cool neighbor that people, kids come and they're like, hey, Mr. Ortega, what up? And I'm like, what are you little fuckers doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, man. No, I always wanted to be that fucking dope house, too, where they're just like, like here you go. Because in Alamosa, bro, once we started getting older, my mom just started taking Chloe and Ace to Alamosa, and they I hand out I big bet you fucking you get hella candies. candy in Alamosa. Dude, it's different up there. Because I used to fill my whole basket, even from La Jara alone. Yeah. But I know some kids would go, they'd hit up Manasseh, and then La Jara, and then they'd go to Ala. Yeah. <laughs> they'd hit up like four spots, but you don't need that much fucking candy, man. Some kids were about it, though. Some kids, yeah, had sweet tooth, but like... My one basket alone would last me till fucking February. I'd still have candy in the candy bowl. <laughs> nah, see, the difference was, though, is that we'd all combine it at the end. That's what we do, too. And then we'd fucking, like, all pull. Just pick from a bowl, right? Yeah, so it was always good for my dad, because my dad has a sweet tooth, so he's always like, let me see. Yeah, that's good he's for my mom's boyfriend, through. too, because every time he's done eating, he always gets candy, so they go yeah. pretty quick, at least one a day. Shout out to all the dads, bro, because they're always, like, just driving around in the fucking the car, candy. doing nothing. They're bored as fuck, for sure. Shout out to all the dads that did that shit for us when we were kids. Yeah. Before we close it off, now that we're here at the hour, you want to end it off with all the Halloween shenanigans you used to do? Oh, yeah. Did you ever do any? Honestly, bro, no. I would literally, on Halloween, I would just stay home and, like, just chill. 
I would always be the one where shenanigans would happen to me. Like oh, I, I'd tell, get like your stories. I'd tell get like ding dong ditched like by like my friends and shit. Like, because <laughs> they know I would. I would always just be like chilling, like waiting by the door in case someone did knock on the door for trick or treating. But it'd always be my friends, and then I'd open the door with the bowl, and I'd be like, "Huh, okay, I guess I got ding dong ditched." But, like I never <laughs> let it like get to me. I like never gave a shit. So I would just put the bowl down and be like, "Oh, these little pranksters." And then it happened a second time, and then I I saw Ryan and Tristan like running away. Like out of like the corner of my eye at the dirt, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" I remember you <laughs> yelling at them. I yelled out, like I yelled outside. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" I was like, "Quit!" <laughs> and then, then they just fucking TP'd like my trees and like my yard. Damn. And I remember I was like, looked, and I was like, "Rip!" I ain't cleaning that shit up. And I just eventually, like, the toilet paper flew off, and the wind took it away. I never cleaned it. Damn. But I never did the shenanigans. Did you ever go to the dances? No. Damn, bro. Oh, no, I did once or twice. The dances were litty. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Like the ones in the Manassa, like, bar, opera the, house. Opera house. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, those were all right. They were dope just because, like, I don't know. You're just a fucking, like, kid, basically, like, in freshman year, sophomore year. Those so like you can't only, really go around and drink yeah. or nothing. So, you know, your mom and dad drop you off there while they're like, well, I'm going to go trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, the dope thing to do, especially if you went to and you were, like, kind of dressed up people were like oh i'd say like the most i did was like ding dong ditch i think what about you um yeah like freshman year i think i went to the dances sophomore year i definitely went or sophomore year i think i just chilled at home junior and senior year though i decided to be a fucking menace so junior year uh i went around and i just went around with a bat and I would fucking smash the pumpkins on people's doorstep. <laughs> no matter what was in there. Like, people had fucking glass shit in there. Like, the the candles. And I'd fucking grab my baseball bat and just... <laughs> and stomp on them. And then fucking... Zach and I would just hop in this truck and leave. So, that was, like, our main thing. Was there ever people just waiting at the door, like, for trick-or-treaters? And they, like, were on your ass right away? Yeah. Some people would. But we, like... So, we just wore masks. Like, things that... Like, uh, those gator things that come up to, like, over your face. And then, like, a hat. But anyway, so we did that for, like, an hour. And then we got fucking bored. And we were like, instead of smashing these pumpkins in front of people's yard and almost getting caught, let's steal the pumpkin, and then we'll smash them somewhere else. So we got Zach's truck, and then we loaded all the fucking pumpkins in that bitch. From, like, everyone's houses? Yeah, so we did that. And then uh, we went down. So we always did it in front of the high school. But Zach was like, I'm going to drive this right in front of the high school. He's like... You guys fucking toss the pumpkins off and smash them on the fucking road. And he's like, we have so many pumpkins, we'll make two passes. And so Zach, <laughs> Zach was like, all right, cool. And we drove up and then he'd be like, once he slowed down, we knew it was time to fucking yeah. throw them on the ground. So we did that. That shit was fucking fun, bro. I remember that fucking turn to our school was stained for like months. It was. It was so fun. What was better was when in senior year when we did it, we used my truck. And I was just cruising around in La Jara, and people, like, definitely were, like... Were you scared that when you used your truck that yours would be easily, like, identifiable? I thought so. And then, I, I know your truck instantly if I'm in the valley. So, one time, Mr. Fucking Tibbets, we went up to, uh... Do you remember who's, uh, uh... The substitute teacher that was a guy. What was his name? Fucking Mr. T- not Talbert. Tadakomo? No, not him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you knew his name. Mr. Rasmussen. 
I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, you do, dog. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, Mr. Brass. Oh, the the dude that's kind of like weird. Yes. He's like the white dude. Yeah, yeah. That guy's sketch, dude. That guy was rapey to me. Apparently, uh, you did get in trouble for some shit like that. So, you were right on par. Really? But anyway. I could tell from the jump, dude. I never fucked with that senior dude. Year, <laughs> senior year, we're driving around La Jara stealing people's pumpkins. Like, we haven't gotten caught. In Mr. Rass's, like, yard place area, he has, like, he grows his own pumpkins. And he has, like, fucking 15 of them outside of his house. So, Zach and I go. We hop off. And then I think Alex with us, too. Mm-hmm. We hop off and we go and we're like... We're like, oh, fuck, grab the pumpkins. So we fucking are just tossing them in the bed of the truck. And you know the eye doctor, right, Mr. Tibbetts? He that is guy's the, a G, bro. He's a neighbor. And so is, uh, what's his name? Fucking Eric's uncle, Maze. Michael Maze. They all live in that same cul-de-sac. Yeah. And they were all like, hey. They fucking were like, oh, hey. And I, I fucking grabbed the truck. I fucking started driving away. And then Mr. Tibbetts comes out of his house and like kind of like, walks in front of the truck he's like hold on and I remember he was like he's like he knocked on the window and I just fucking opened that shit up a crack bro and he's like roll it all the way down he's why like, didn't you haul ass cause I was just there listening to him and I was like nah I'm good I've ever been like I'm good and he's like uh yo did you, he's like did you guys steal those from Mr. Rasmussen's he's like he grows those himself the pumpkins <laughs> yeah and they were like if you guys put them back we won't say anything or call the police and I was like all right. So then I roll up the window. We go and we put like two pumpkins back. And then they all go back in their house and are watching us from the door. And then you dip. And then I fucking grab the two pumpkins, put them back in, and we haul ass out of there. So that was the one time we almost got caught. And then they actually called the fucking police. Did then, they stop your truck? No. This was afterwards. So we had smashed the pumpkins already. And then as I was going home, like Jerry called, or he like pulled me over. Yeah. He's like, Heard you have pumpkins in the bed of your truck. And then I was like, nah. I literally was like, no, no, wait. And Zach You know like, they went and they saw the smashed fucking goo and they're all that fucking kid. <laughs> but that's out of his jurisdiction. He ain't going to get me. Yeah. But he was like, oh, really? He's like, I heard from somebody that you had uh, pumpkins in the bed. And I was like, not me, Jerry. They said it was a black lifted truck. I was like, must be somebody else. I literally just lied my ass Were they all, bro. can I check your back seat or? No, he was like, let me check your bed. I was like. Go for it. Put your light back there. And Jerry's so fucking fat. His ass ain't getting up over that bed. So he kind of just tried to peek over. And he's probably like, eh. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't look. He's like, I didn't see nothing. He's like, well, you guys have a safe night. He's like, don't be getting into no trouble. And I was like, bless your soul, Jerry. I was like, I was like, later, man. He's like, whatever. And then we drove off, bro. Uh, I remember us when we took Zach Did home. You we were so, so fucking like, hype. Yes. I was you're like, so I got away with amped. it. I'll have to show you the video because I actually have the video on Snapchat of all the pumpkins in my in my truck. You showed me before. Oh my god, dude. It's fucking packed. You stole like fucking 40. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I fucking love it. That is a good one. I have nothing else, bro. Is that all you had? Basically, I was just going to compare ours to what people think that we actually do and their thing is usually like what the one of the posts I saw was like moms.org or some shit like that where yeah, like, yeah. it's like Moms, this is what your kid's actually doing on Halloween. And one of them was like, they're going to scary haunted houses. Remember we went to a haunted house once? Yeah. It wasn't on Halloween, but it was close. The one in in Adams? Yeah. And I I was scared shitless, bro. You were scared of that? I was going to say that was like the shittiest haunted house I've ever been in. Mike, I'm fucking terrified of everything. I was like laughing during that shit, bro. Because Anita was in it. 
She was? Yeah. Her mom Damn. ran it. <laughs> I remember being like, whoa. I was fucking on edge, bro. I remember Anita and Anita's sister were in it. And I was like, hi. <laughs> Whenever they <laughs> tried to scare me, I started fucking laughing my ass off. Damn. That's fucking hilarious. But that shit had me dead. But yeah, guys, I hope you guys are excited for Halloween as it approaches. Are you think you're going to dress up this year, D? You said yeah, you're going to dress up, right? Yeah, if Not we uh, do a couples thing or something like that, me and Arian or whoever, really. I mean, I'll fucking show up as Nacho Libre. I want to do the Nacho Libre with the sister, with the nun. Yeah. That shit would be kind of funny. I always just do the jersey with black under my eye. I'm like, I'm a football player. Call it quits. <laughs> Dog. Eventually, I'll buy like a nice costume that I can actually use. No, just point. buy like just buy clothes that you're going to wear. Oh, I, I told you I could be a cholo probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, just buy stuff that you're going to use anyway. Like, I'm just going to buy a polo and a white t-shirt. And then I'm going to fucking dress up as Nacho Libro. Nacho Libre. Libre, yeah. Sorry, Libro. <laughs> But yeah, dude, that's basically the main premise. I mean, everybody going out, have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Enjoy yourselves. Get faded. Yeah, have a good ass time. Usually Halloween is where some crazy shit goes down. It's always funny because then somebody's like, you threw up in my fucking sink. And you're like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Just puke on their carpet and leave. (laughs) No. Don't puke on people's carpets. (laughs) Last send-offs before I send us out? Uh, Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, appreciate y'all listening. Hopefully, you guys had a good time. Enjoyed some funny stories. Our take on uh, Drake's album. I mean, we obviously told you our thoughts and what we thought, like uh, what we like about it, what we don't like, what we think's gonna happen with it. So, take from it what you will. Yeah, we're not fucking. Uh, what are those called? His, Specialists or histori- fucking oh, so subject matter experts? Yeah, yeah, experts. <laughs> we're not that fucking good. Inform yourself on the fucking war that's happening right now, though, because it could involve our ass. Correct. Very quickly. Exactly. Y'all need to prepare yourselves. Get a little fucking gun. Get something. But uh, anyway, guys, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Remember, tomorrow, put up a poll or something. Remember to follow the Instagram for the podcast. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll be back next week with uh, some new shit per usual uh and we're excited to talk to you guys next week without further ado off the rip let's go